Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the number one daily sports news podcast in the country for a brand new week. This is The Scorecard. I'm Brett Thomas, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Monday, Feb 26. Today, the show no mercy Matildas, Steve Smith running out of World Cup chances, and an ATP breakthrough for a popular Aussie tennis veteran. Let's rip in. Our Indigenous football codes spreading their wings overseas is usually met with a raised eyebrow. The AFL's attempts to take Aussie rules to China and New Zealand ended up as nothing more than a junket and contradeals between the league and travel agencies. Do they know who we are? The NRL is dipping its toe overseas with the ambitious trip to the US, opening the season this coming weekend with a doubleheader in Las Vegas. As the Broncos, Roosters, Seagulls and Rabbitohs attempt to influence American hearts and minds, comes the news of a potential launch of a league in the US. We're going to take over the world. Although strangely, according to Brisbane-based Channel 9 and Triple M newsbreaker Ben Dobbin, it has no involvement from the NRL itself. Well, this is the brainchild of Brisbane businessman Steve Scanlon. Ten teams in the US up and running by 2025. Now, at the present moment, it is a private competition, so private investors involved in it. Peter Volandis I spoke to this afternoon said he's very interested in it. He has been speaking with them, but there is no affiliation with the NRL as of yet. There is three franchises already sold. New York, Las Vegas and Dallas. Now, one of the franchises has a pretty familiar name. Carl Stefanovic is part of a group that owns the Las Vegas franchise. I spoke with Carl this afternoon. He said he's a proud Queenslander, he loves rugby league, and what's better than the bright lights of Las Vegas? Rugby league already has a strong presence in the UK, and now the lucrative Super League could be bought out by the cashed-up NRL. David Riccio from the Daily Telegraph revealing they could soon join forces. It would be a most significant moment uh, for both sides of the world as far as rugby league is concerned and I think it speaks to uh, where the NRL and the RL Commission are heading as far as investment into the game by supporting the game. Uh, they're in such a strong financial position at this point in time, the NRL. Maybe England will choose to go it alone believing they're already stronger than their Ashes rivals. Wigan claimed a controversial victory over the three Peak Panthers in the World Club Challenge 16-12. to Penrith winger Brian Toll believes he held up Wigan centre Jake Wardle from touching down the title-clinching try. Watching it back in Australia, the ever-impartial Gus Gould offered his thoughts on nine. I could build a block of units between the ball and the try line there. It's towards Hunt and Heyman. Heyman, it's in! Michelle Heyman's done it! And the story is complete. Michelle Heyman has bundled the ball over and given the Matildas a crucial lead here in Tashkent. It took until the 72nd minute, but the Matildas finally broke down the stubborn defence of Uzbekistan in freezing conditions in Tashkent. Some eight years after her last international goal, and Michelle Heyman found the back of the net before goals to Mary Fowler and Caitlin Ford put the Aussies in a strong position to qualify for the Paris Olympics ahead of the return leg in Melbourne on Wednesday. But it's the goal of 70-odd minutes that the players and coach are focusing on. Both Tony Gustafsson and Fowler agree they need to show no mercy in a attack against lesser nations. Our conversion rate must have been really bad. I mean, we could have scored. We left a lot of goals out there today. We need to admit that. That needs to be better on Wednesday. Probably some of it was to do with the lack of concentration at times. I think people get a bit frustrated. 
We spoke last week on the scorecard that Steve Smith potentially only had three T20s against the Black Caps in New Zealand to force his way into a strong Australian batting lineup ahead of June's World Cup. With David Warner missing due to groin soreness, Smith had a chance to push his case for a place in the top order in the series ending T20. Oh, it's, oh, oh yes, it's a little edge. I thought he might have played a miss. That was the reaction from Smith. But that's a beauty from Milne. Unfortunately for Smith, he nicked off for four runs and spent some time staring down the pitch before he walked back to the pavilion, lost in thought about the lost opportunity. Combined with the 11 he made two nights before, and Smith may find it tough to unseat the likes of Warner, Travis Head, Mitch Marsh, and even player of the match, Matt Shaw. There's always time for a late career resurgence, though. Just ask Aussie tennis journeyman Jordan Thompson. It is joy for Jordan Thompson in Los Cabos. A miraculous marathon week ends with him as an ATP singles champion for the first time in his career. The 29-year-old's first ATP tour title in Mexico is more than a decade in the making. And he did it the hard way. More than 12 hours spent on court during the tournament in the quarters. He was 6-love, 1-4 down against rising American star Alex Mickelson, beat Alex Verev in the semis and three-time Grand Slam finalist Kaspar Ruud in two tight sets in the final. He's risen to a career-high ranking of 32 in the world and now is in the box seat to be seated at a Grand Slam for the first time in his career at the French Open. And that's your fast fun hit of sport. Hit subscribe so you don't miss the app each morning. Catch it tomorrow on the scorecard. Listener.